Well, it's Artax and the Beef, here to brighten up your week. While they may not get it right, still the show is kind of tight. So sit back and listen in. Welcome, everybody, to Artax and the Beef Tour the Marvel Universe. I'm Artax. And I'm the Beef. And this is our show. A show where we are watching, in release order, all movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to the Avengers 4 Endgame release. Yep. Uh, and I'm really excited, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Today, uh, it's, we're going to do things a little bit differently today, because today we actually have a special guest. Mm. Um, so this special guest, you might know them from all of their work uh, in famous podcasts, all sorts of famous podcast credits, this person. But uh, our special guest today is Hillary. Hi. Hey, hey welcome to the show. Everyone. Thank you for having me. Um Long-time listener, first-time guest, so excited to be here. I'm just, I'm so happy you could join us. I, it was such a reach for us to ask yeah. to get you to join us, so yeah. thank you. Thank your, you so much. Your handlers do a good job of uh, keeping well, keeping you out of the public eye. When I got your, your tweet asking me to come on, mm-hmm. I was very excited. Um, which actually brings me to my first question that I have for you guys. Speaking of being tweeted. Twittered. 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 At, um, at special guest Hillary. Mm-hmm. We got some listener questions mm. regarding these names of yours. Yeah, so, a little backstory on where do we get our tax and where do we get the beef, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, wow. That's uh, really uh, taking a look behind the curtain here. Um, well, <laughs> the people have asked. If the people want to know, the people <laughs> shall be told. Uh, I picked mine because it sounds good. It, it it does. It does yeah, um, sound so really good. I have a, a gamer tag that is Gamork is involved. And Gamork, for those of you who don't know, is the evil wolf from the NeverEnding Story series. Um, but Gamork in the beef doesn't really roll off of the tongue and into the heart the same way that Artax in the beef does. So I went with another uh, NeverEnding Story reference and went with Artax, who is Atreyu's horse, who uh, keen observers might remember drowning in the the swamp of sorrow. Wow. I thought it was the swamp of sadness. Either way, Either you're way. a dead that horse. Is, uh, I'm a dead Ooh. horse, yeah. Oh, that is, uh, wow. that's aggressive. Well, uh, that leads us straight into the beef. The beef <laughs> is a brighter backstory. Uh, like most of the superheroes that we encounter on our journey touring the Marvel Universe, um, the beef is an alter ego for what is a mild-mannered, pencil-pushing, spreadsheet jockey <laughs> from a day-to-day standpoint. Um, but you, you get a little uh, red meat in him, and he's like Superman under a yellow sun, podcasting, shooting off at the mouth, uh, maybe going a few miles over the speed limit. That's the beef. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm so, so glad to finally know the backstory yeah, on those yeah. stories. And please stop adding me when it comes to that. (laughs) Excellent. So as we mentioned, here we are uh, touring the Marvel Universe. We have knocked out seven 
movies. Uh, last week was Iron Man 3. This week we are diving into the second Thor movie, Thor Dark World. Okay. Yeah. So what's everybody – has everyone seen this or – I the beef has seen this. The beef saw it. He believes in theaters. The beef will also be speaking in third person this <laughs> for the week. rest of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah so I saw it in theaters. Uh, similar to our experience with Iron Man three, I'm not excited about this week. Do not remember it being good. I remember a tremendous amount of plot holes. Like there is a lot of very convenient portal to another world mm. and the bad guy is suddenly trapped it's, there's a sure the continuity of the film as i recall is frustrating do you think that's due to the fact that you have two kind of things going on number one you have already a superhero fantasy world right mm -hmm. and number two you're dealing with mythology Right? You have both of those things together. Where they so they're come like, together. oh, yeah. magic. And yeah. then they just, it was, you know, he's his own brother. Like, we just. <laughs> How are we going to get him from one planet to another? Uh, hmm. uh, there's a portal. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is, that is the major apex of the film, if I recall correctly. Okay. Is, oh, yeah, this, that just happens to be uh, the time space rip tear. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember? So what I remember, um, I remember a scene early on when Thor and his buddies are out uh, smashing up against some sort of evil creatures, and I remember a very angsty Thor who's just like looking and watching oh, Earth, yeah. trying to trying to get back to Jane. Like he he misses her so. Mm. Um, but I I don't remember a whole. I know he does get back to Earth. Um, I know that there's dark elves involved. But... So we're gonna get like a like a bad version of Legolas. Yeah, an evil Legolas <laughs> is going to be mm -hmm. running around, dark elfing it. If you haven't picked up on it, I haven't seen this movie, <laughs> <laughs> but I did see the cover, and okay. um, I was excited that there's a Hemsworth in it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it kind of looked like our our main gal there, Jane, was cuddled up to him. So I'm excited to see if their romance really, you know, takes flight, if she can be with a, a Norse god. <laughs> I think actually that scene, she was actually just really cold, and he was just being a good guy and, like, trying to use his Aww. body heat to keep her from Chivalry is not dead in Asgard. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else I know about... I, I haven't read a lot of the Thor comics um, I would point anyone who's interested in Norse mythology, not Greek mythology. Um, Please stop adding me. Yeah, to the uh, the Neil Gaiman Norse mythology book. It's really a pretty fantastic retelling of the major parts of that mythology. Yeah, oh. Neil Gaiman's fantastic. He is. Can I add one thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something I do remember when we were talking about this last time is that you said that there are hunter boots involved, and I just want to reiterate, <laughs> I am an eight and a half. Ah, yep. I believe we will see Natalie Portman as Jane rocking some hunter boots. Okay, great. All right. Um, so what are we looking for with this one? Probably some Infinity Stone action, right? We're getting close. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's... I am dialed in on finding something in this film that justifies its existence, its existence <laughs> other than it just being a bridge film like i i want to see what did i what did i not 
catch the first time I watched it? What's the relevant larger storyline being moved forward by it? Sure. How does it actually fit in the MCU right. unto itself? How's it not yeah. just a money grab? Right. I want to say that the post credits of this is a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy tease, mm. which is that would make sense coming coming soon, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Ooh, or is it is it the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver? That one that might be at the end of the next Captain America, but uh, yeah, one yeah. of I think I think one of the two things that we've talked about will be the end credit. All right. Interesting thing about Quicksilver, um, Quicksilver's actually one of the X-Men. Yeah, I so, remember that. That was yeah. a big deal whenever that... Right, that, he yeah. he's, I think, the only crossover character that we get in both universes, and he doesn't show up in... Uh, it's not, not the same actor, it's not the same version, but it's Quicksilver either way. Yep. So are we getting the main antagonist still being Loki in this one? Yep. I think, Plus Dark yeah. Elves. Plus Dark Elves. Are they just, working together? Yeah. I mean, anytime there's somebody bad, you can bet Loki's working with them. Yeah. Fair. Stan. Guys, got a Stan For those of you who have seen it, what do you recall? I, there's, I know that they spend a fair amount of time on Asgard. Mm-hmm. I know that they run around some city in America um, setting up portals. I feel like you're in Eastern Europe for that. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, I want to say Stan is reprising his role from Thor 1, where he is driving, he's getting his truck repaired after it was ripped in half by the uh, unmovable force of Mew Mew? Mew Mew? Mew Mew? What's Mew Mew? (laughs) Uh, You know what, Artex, I'm going to double down on that in some way, shape, or form, and just say that there's, it is going to be a reprisal of the truck, I don't know if it's going to be repair, maybe he's... He's going to have a rag and be like, you know, dusting it off in a parking lot, <laughs> you know, and then he just all, loves of a sudden, that truck. all of a sudden, you know, Muma falls on it, you know, <laughs> and he, like, it, there's an exasperate. I think we're going to see some exasperation out of Stan here. Okay. Not again. Yeah. Right. Oh, boy. What do you uh, think, special guest? I'm, I'm really wanting him to be involved directly with Thor. Like, I want some actual interaction with them, like... Like, that's a nice hammer you got there. Like, mm. I want some kind of direct interaction between the character. Okay. Fair. Okay, it's I a lot to good. ask for. But, you know, it's Stan, so he can do whatever He's he wants. He's moving on right. up in the Marvel that's universe, right. I think. So that's right. He can do it. All right. Um, any final thoughts before we take it to break? Nope. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we will catch you after Thor 2. Enjoy, and we'll see you back in a couple hours. Let's go watch. All right, we are back. Uh, Sorry it took us so long. We had to wait for all of the nine realms to align perfectly and form the convergence. But we're here now and we're ready to talk Thor. Yeah, so let's talk Thor. Um, I wish that Malekith would have succeeded in darkening the Nine Realms and destroying our universe. So that that movie I, would not I have felt been made. like my universe had been destroyed. Wow. Yeah, I think the movie would have been markedly better if, like, twenty minutes in, 
the Dark Elves just <laughs> won. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits! That's yeah. a series wrap on the Marvel Universe, everybody. Oh, So wow. we... We've got a really not good movie on our hands here. Last week we experienced Iron Man three. Yeah. Which, at least at a first half, the first it half was, was tight. It was good. It was, it was good. It was tight. It was together, and then and then it all came apart. You just never got going here. There were so many different location changes. I'm on Asgard. I'm on some other planet. I'm back in time in the Dark Elves. Now oh. I've got a portal yeah. here. I threw yeah. a cup of coffee through a portal and. Selvig's running around. It's just, it's too scattered. I know we really kind of, you know, took the boots to Incredible Hulk. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. This one's worse. Yeah. I'm, the beef will agree with you because this is trying so hard. Yeah. And the, the Incredible Hulk wasn't. I mean, it was just Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you had so many potentially interesting characters to work with and you just didn't mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i i think this might be worse than the incredible hulk i i, I agree and I that's, think, it's really hard for me to say that i think beef <laughs> called it when he said this one was ripe with plot holes there were so many things that were like what what you broke your own rule in the universe essentially and as we were watching, I was like, this is literally Deus as Machina. Like, they literally like, um, and Portal. Just, you know what? We need to get back on <laughs> Earth. Portal. Like, it just, it just kind of was bad writing, and the plot holes were so big, you could fit an entire universe through them. Like, yeah. it was... There was, there was literally nine plot holes aligning for the entire time of the movie. Yeah. Did you guys feel like, at least in the first, let's say, 45 minutes that they were trying a little bit too hard with the humor. Like, they, it was a little bit, like, every scene was a little gaffy. They're trying to be really punchy with it. Yeah. And then it just stops. Yeah. It just stops right cold. around the time that Thor's mom dies. <laughs> All the humor just leaves <laughs> yeah. the film. Yeah. yeah. That, also a scene that was somehow too long and too short at the same yeah. time. I think overall the pacing of this entire yeah. movie was just odd. Yeah. 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 So what I couldn't wrap my head around, the Dark Elves, who are supposed to have been around like before the beginning of the universe, I don't know, I couldn't follow it. I, I didn't want to follow it. But let's say they've been around a long time. They somehow have the more advanced technology than the Asgardian gods. Right. So they're flying around. It looks like they're, you know, Star Trek characters or, uh, I don't know, some advanced some advanced star-going people. Right, and, and correct then, me if I'm wrong, but at one point during a fight scene, they had missile launchers? That was a, yeah, early <laughs> on, there's a Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 and Thor. Rocket launchers. Rocket launchers, squaring up against, launchers, uh, but... they, they're fighting a bunch of orcs, and then one of them all of a sudden shoots a rocket. Right. Then they weren't really orcs. I know that. You can just get those keyboards and put them away. They were orc-ish. They, they were orc-ish. Uh, yeah, they so were there was orc this, adjacent. There was this uh, <laughs> juxtaposition of this high sci-fi. We're going in between worlds. We're traveling through space, and this 
long shots of Rivendale where everyone's carrying <laughs> swords and spears and, and I know go, it was Asgard. But. And then we go to Earth where they keep trying to use basically pseudoscience to explain these plot holes to the audience. And she's just saying things. They're like, not plot holes. They're gravimetric and anomalies. <laughs> gravimetric anomalies. Right. I need you to get all the information. All the gravimetric just, anomalies. Just pull it. Everything. Physics is going to go what did she say? Crazy? Crazy. Oh, I wrote it down. It was it was not good. <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> Let's go with bonkers. Bonkers is actually better than what she said. We uh, improved it. It was a good cartoon back in the day. I uh, literally have a note on my notepad here that says, what was that? Yeah. I want to roll back through some of our initial conversations. Uh, there is some good connectivity with the greater storyline here that wasn't a, I didn't originally appreciate the first time I suffered through it around the reality stone post credit scene you are introduced to the collector as Artax called out nice nice get there um, but, well that was our first post credit scene but yeah right. that was the, that was the more relevant right and so so those things are good like those characters become more meaningful are more interesting and they're introduced here. That is the only thing you can say positively is that Benicio del Toro's character of the collector is introduced at an hour and fifty one minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think another thing that we said we were looking for, at least I was looking for, was the more of the love story. And we actually did get that. I think that too was, much of it. We actually I was about to say we went the other way. We went too much. Yeah, they they really abandoned the formula that they were getting right yeah. with the other ones right. in this one, and they're like, ah, maybe we're oh, are we appealing enough to all the genres? Like, let's trump up the love story, right. throw some more humor in there, and it's just it the, it the cocktail weird, was off. Yeah, it was a weird mismatch of yeah, and even the the action, I just I. You know, we've we talked before about how there's really no peril in any of these. There's no there's no real risk. We know who's gonna win, right? Right. But I I didn't care at all. I was like, oh, hey, it looks like looks like the dark elves are gonna pull it off. Maybe maybe they still got a shot. <laughs> well, <laughs> even even when Loki dies, you're like, yeah, not really. Yeah, probably not really dead. Right. Well, as he's dying, he just his face gets more and more pale. It, it was like uh... I saw him winking at the end. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he winked at the audience. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the uh, the fight scenes were inconsistent <clears throat> as well. Yeah. Let's not talk about how the number two to Malaketh was able to just shrug off shots from Mew Mew. And, <laughs> Mew Mew? And then suddenly, two scenes later, it is all powerful again. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we apologize <laughs> just, to yeah, everyone. Yeah. Everybody's just yeah. sad. Right. So we apologize to everyone who made The Incredible Hulk. You did not have the worst movie God. of yeah. the Marvel Universe. I kind of want to watch The Incredible Hulk again now. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to something I think we can all get on board with. Stan. 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 How are our predictions? I was nowhere near close. I yeah. wanted an interaction you with were Thor. Actually, you were closer than anybody. I, yeah. I got an interaction, yeah. but it was not with Thor, and it was in a mental institution. So, 
Hmm. Yeah, so Dr. Selvig ends up in some sort of mental institution for running around Stonehenge naked. Right. And one of the fellows who is also there happens to be Stan. Although he looked pretty, he looked okay. Maybe he was just there visiting someone. Yeah, he was just, he wasn't inpatient. Yeah, yeah. there was no truck scene. He was in a uh, institution in London, which is, you know. Whatever it is, I guess. Yeah, so I guess I'll take a point for that then. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think at least a half a point. Okay, can I get be half awarded. a point. Yeah, it was an interactive scene. It was a good line. Um, and St- yeah, Stan looked good. He looked healthy. He looked spry. <laughs> As he sat there. Yeah. You could just tell that he was able to do push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have what next? Uh, Winter Soldier, Winter Captain Soldier. America Two. Which I'm looking forward to. I remember that being a pretty good movie. Um, it's, I don't know, Chris Evans, I think, even though he's being a very vanilla character, <laughs> he does it pretty charmingly. Yeah. Um, as long as I don't have to see Gollum, no, Chris Evans no. again, and I, I have you know some what? victory roles in there, I'll be happy. There's a scene where he's walking through a museum and it's a, it's a uh, flashback it's not a flashback but he might walk by a picture of himself as Gollum well Chris. please warn me so i can look away yeah there i don't think you're gonna see any victory rolls peggy you do get you do get reunited with peggy though yeah okay, that's true it. peggy comes peggy's back yeah so looking forward to winter soldier pretty good story arc coming there I do think, and we'll talk more about this next week, it is where uh, Marvel starts to get a little heavy-handed with their their messaging and their storylines, mm-hmm. right? I think this is the introduction, or maybe it's in Civil War, of like the, you know, all-seeing eye of the government, and like, oh, yeah. this is, like, and you start, there starts a narrative on <laughs> like, what would have been topical things for the day. Well, what's interesting, if you look at... Um the Heath Ledger Batman movie, The Dark Knight, that uh, Batman really solves solves all of the crime at the end by hacking everyone's technology. And that was in 2008. Yeah. So right yeah. around the time that everyone's technology is being hacked. And then Marvel just jumps on that bandwagon a couple, couple uh, years later and yeah. essentially ties it to drone strikes, which we'll get to next week. Uh yeah, so Winter Soldier, it's it's a good movie. It's a it's a good flick. <clears throat> um, any final thoughts? I don't know how they made us Thor three. If this is what we had to go through to get there, I feel you. But man, are we glad they did. In case you haven't, in case we haven't told the universe this before, um, our conversation on New Year's Day, twenty nineteen, about how good. Thor Ragnarok is, is what birthed the concept of Artax and Beef touring the Marvel Universe. Well, I'm just glad that no one that funded that movie watched this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it's, you know, yeah. the uh, the peaks seem all the higher for the lowness of the valleys. <laughs> wow. Mm. And I think we're going to leave it there. Leave it there. Uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Toodles. Toodles.